Welcome to the Lance Hunt Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about religion. Now, I know, I know, it sounds a tad boring, but hang in there with me. This is actually fascinating. By the time I'm done with this episode, I can guarantee you that not only will you see the world totally different, but you will even see Christianity in a whole new light. Remember, I have kind of an odd view of life, a unique perspective, some might say. This is the Lance Hawn Podcast. What are the fruits of the Spirit? How do I hear God's voice? I want you to understand God. How do we use and understand the Bible? What if I feel hurt by the church? Let's come together. What's heaven like? Let's talk about it. This is the Lance Hahn Podcast. Okay, fellow traveler, as we start the show, I want you to subscribe. Now, I I know I keep mentioning this to you, but it's kind of important that you subscribe on Access More to make sure that you don't miss an episode. I'd hate to say something brilliant and you miss it. Then again, I have no problem saying something mediocre and you miss it, but that is not my point. Also, Don't forget to rate and review this show on whatever platform you use so that others can join us in these ever-increasingly important conversations. All right, here we are again, my friend, just the two of us. I don't know if you listen during a walk or exercising or at work or even in the car, but I'm so happy that you would join me each and every week. I love being the voice in your head. How's that for creepy? All right, let's get on track. We're talking about religion. And it's one of those terms that everyone uses but means different things. The Oxford Dictionary defines it as the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. But This cannot be the definition because some of the world religions like Taoism and Buddhism don't really fit. They believe in a superhuman universal power, but they would never call it controlling per se and certainly not personal. So religion is clearly more than that. Religion really has become through the years a way of describing a system of belief. Now, although it's supposed to primarily talk about supernatural systems, sometimes it's the way that people talk about any system that defines their life. For example, people can lightly refer to religion as someone who's immersed in one view. They would say fashion is her religion or sports is his religion. And when you look at the worship put into those things, it's not a far stretch. Now, if we're being totally honest, Atheism is a religion as well, because although there's an ardent rejection of a supernatural reality, it's still their view on the supernatural, and they live accordingly. To not have a view is still to have a view. The reason why I'm breaking it down like this is that throughout history, religion has been used in some really weird ways. Anything that involves people is going to get weird, and religion primarily involves people. Now, additionally, there's a key component of religion that makes it extra dangerous, and that is the element of power. Religion tends to talk about things that are beyond us, whether it's universal or personal. It's something that we cannot fully understand Something that is 
far more powerful than we are. Therefore, quickly, there becomes those who are connected to that supernatural reality and those who are not. Now, this creates camps. Any talk about universal power means those who are the most aware, the most connected, the most knowledgeable, then speak for that greater force. Now, this gives individuals power over other people because they know more, right? They're connected more, right? And there's where you get the problems occurring. It'd be one thing if religion was seen primarily through a personal lens of belief, but it's not. It's automatically a group thing. Group things create haves and have-nots. Group things create divisions and teams. And once you get power into those streams, you start having more powerful and less powerful. You have the in-group and the out-group. You have competition and you have ambition. You have adherence and loyalist passions and emotions, martyrs and generals. The other major factor in religion is that we're talking about supreme, unalterable forces and personal gods and goddesses. By definition, those things are what define realities, not the worshiper. Those super realities get to set the rules and what happens. If they are general forces, then it may be simply a matter of trying to connect into them. If they are beings, then you have personalities and expectations. If there are gods, then God or gods determine the rules, right? They're not the ones to be controlled by human beings who have different agendas. Tolerance is not up to the worshiper or adherent, but up to the God to determine if that's allowed or not. Now, I know it's popular to have a little sticker on our car that shows all the symbols of the world religions and talks about how everyone should get along together. But by the very nature of what those religions believe and value, that's not going to happen. One group beliefs not only offend, but blaspheme another group's beliefs. They're not mutually acceptable. So let me give you an example. Islam is the Muslim religion that follows the teachings of Muhammad, who is a primary teacher of what their God, Allah, desires for his people. Now, Muhammad didn't claim to make the rules, only reveal the rules. Now, Judaism and Christianity believes in Yahweh as the one and only true God. Rabbis and apostles don't get to make the rules, they only reveal the rules that Yahweh revealed to them. Buddhism and Taoism are trying to connect into the universal power, which like math, was something to be discovered, not something to be manipulated. Therefore, their followers are simply trying to express what they see revealed in nature. Similarly, Confucianism is a morality system for humans that Confucius claimed to have discovered as he looked at the world around him. He wasn't telling people merely his opinion. He was telling people what he thought was actually good and right. 
And the minute you have a moral basis suggested, you have a supreme law, it's being matched against. Hindus believe that there are many gods and goddesses which all have distinct needs, personalities, expectations, and powers. So, if we're going to consider them all being in the same room, that's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And the human beings in the room truly need to shut up and listen because they're barely a factor. But here we are on earth with a bunch of worshipers of different powers and those powers have systems that are not compatible. Allah isn't cool with Yahweh and Yahweh isn't cool with Allah. Buddhists have an expansive view that's impersonal while Hindus have gods and goddesses running everything. So either someone is right or someone is wrong. There's no such thing as all roads lead to the same place. Or it doesn't matter what someone believes. Everyone can do their own thing and make up their own religion. That actually defies the very premise of religion. The existence of other religions is an affront to Yahweh or Allah. Those other views are dishonoring and blasphemous. The open-ended Taoist and Confucianists are offended by the personalness and demands of living a certain way that goes against their view of the universe. So, we have gods, people, and power. What could possibly go wrong? Yet where it goes really wrong, and I mean really wrong, and it's probably the number one concern about religion, is when religious views are used to control people. And this is tricky, right? Because the religious views say that there's something bigger that needs to be followed. So they aren't doing what they want. They're doing what they need to do. They are conscripted to certain behaviors and certain views. Therefore, they are not in control, but are being controlled by the views beyond them. As I said, a deity calls the shots. The worshiper follows. The God gets to control the situation, but this also means that the speaker for that God gets to reveal how, when, and why that control is meted out. If that speaker or leader allows their own agenda to get into their directions, we are not even dealing with simply a God or a force issue. We're dealing with a powerful human being issue. And you know as well as I do, humans are famous for using their bias in everyday life. So once we have accidental bias and someone who's power hungry sees that, they realize it can be something to exploit for personal gain. And this is what's led to so much pain around the world. Think about the Crusades for a moment. Now, I realize all religions have caused pain in some form or another, but since I'm a Christian, I'm picking on my own people. The Crusades are a black mark on our record. They're an embarrassment to Christians. And the reason is that although we understand the core belief structure that allowed it, we're smart enough to know that human endeavor drove it. 
In other words, we all know that the Bible says that Yahweh demands no other gods to be considered and that to serve another god is one of the highest sins and is punishable. And we know that as Islam was expanding throughout the Middle East, it was pushing Christianity out and endangering not just people's lives, but endangering the souls of the people as well. So the idea of stepping in and doing an Old Testament move and battling to retain territory for the Lord makes theoretical sense, but that wasn't the whole story. Throughout history, Christianity and honestly all major religions have been distorted and used by power-hungry people. Leaders of all the major religions have been found to be selfish and simply using the religion for control. The Catholic Christian tradition is ripe with popes and leaders who are far more political and governmental than religious or faith-based. The mixture of politics and Christianity not only made a mess, it made a monster. Religious leaders were put into place that did not have love or Christ in their heart, but they made handshake deals behind closed doors with church leaders. This allowed for the government to use religion as a power tool, and that's exactly what happened in the Crusades. Manipulative words were used, mixed motives were implemented, and governments were able to lead both worshipers and atheists into the same religious fight to gain more control. Nothing about that period smelled like Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And no, I'm not happy that Islam has taken over so much of the Middle East. Why? Because I'm a worshiper of Yahweh and believe he's the only God. I also know that Jesus Christ is the only Savior who died for the sins of the world. Therefore, nations that turn their people away from Jesus, in my opinion, are damning them to hell. And that breaks my heart and angers my spirit. But at the same time, I realize how easily manipulated religious systems can be. People don't tend to die for mathematics or art, but they will die for religious ideals. So, if you were power hungry, which would you use if you wanted to control people? And that's why atheists and agnostics are so critical of religion. If they don't believe in the God goddess, supreme deity, or universal power, then all of that is going to be seen through a lens of not only irrelevant and irritating, but downright dangerous and unnecessary. You can see why non-religious people are not just skeptical, they're becoming aggressively anti-religion. And I totally get their fear. I understand their repulsion. But then again, I think they're wrong. Yes, religion can cause war. We've seen it. It's not just the Crusades. It's been a factor in most wars around the world, from the wars in Ireland to the wars in India to the wars in the Middle East and Africa. Europe's history is rife with religious slaughter. So yes, religion can cause war. And yes, it is dangerous, but it's necessary. It's crucial to the identity of of human beings. Now, 
this is where I have to interject that I do not believe Christianity to be a religion. I believe it to be a faith. Honestly, I get it. It's all semantics. The Old Testament Judaism in the Bible, I would describe as a religion with a caveat that it was always about faith underneath. But nevertheless, there was a system and that needed adherence to for righteousness. Now, the New Testament, with the appearance of Jesus Christ, changed all that. It shifted it from a religious system to a relationship of faith. And a faith is very different than a religion, depending on your semantics. Religion demands a system to achieve something. For the universal force religions, that's Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism. It's about linking into that universal force and doing the things that allow alignment for a greater benefit. The system is what allows greatness. Now, for the personal God religions, that is Judaism, Christianity, uh, Islam, things like that, there is a system of how to work with a God or goddess in Hindu view so that those deities are more pleased. And the more you please them, the greater your acceptance is and things go better for you. Religion is where I would put all those religions that I mentioned prior, that type. I would call them all religions. Anytime there's a system by which man can elevate To be closer to their ideal or to their God, it's going to be a religion. But that's where Christianity differs significantly. Christianity teaches that there is no system that's going to work. There is no process whereby mankind can reach God. There is no possibility of man becoming good enough. Christianity teaches that we are fully depraved, fully lost, eternally hopeless, and unable to rectify our situation by any self-made means. Our only hope is that God's love would scoop us up and save us. We can't deserve it. We can't earn it. We can't follow steps and become better. We are described in the Bible as being dead in our sins, and dead people can't respond to stimulus. A dead person must be made alive externally, fully by one who is eternally alive outside our system. And Christianity teaches that God came down and rescued his people despite them despite their systems, despite their sin, and actually paid it all. In Judaism, there's an expectation of man's righteousness. In Islam, there is a scale weighing good versus bad deeds. In Hinduism, there is an appeasement of gods and goddesses, but in Christianity... There's nothing but grace. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like Christianity doesn't have plans and systems for growing in our faith and learning our identity in Christ, but that has nothing to do with achieving goodness or climbing to God. 
So here's why I'm critical of religion. I respect it, but I don't like it for a couple reasons. And the main reason is I don't think that's how the one true God wants it. But the other reason is it's less personal, less relational. And I've been taught in my Bible that everything important that God reveals is relational. Systems are impersonal. Systems can drive apart. Systems can be manipulated. Systems allow for hard hearts. I am not a fan of systems. Where religion can cause wars, faith seeks to gather in wherever possible. Where religion causes divisions and hatred, faith seeks to break down walls and promote love. Where religion can allow for power trips and bullies, faith rejects both and sees God as the only good one in the scenario, and we are all servants of his. Where religion can be used to manipulate and control, faith is open-handed and influential, not controlling. Once controlling is in place, relational growth is stunted. Now, I'm not saying that Christianity is the best religious system. I'm saying it's not a religious system. And that brings with it checks and balances on sins and selfishness of human beings. Okay, I have mad respect for any human beings that try to live for something else, someone else, that have religious aspirations of worship at great personal cost. I deeply honor members of different religions who believe that they are doing what their God desires. And I take my hat off to passionate adherence to things that I even disagree with when I see their commitment and their pursuit of that actually exceeds my own. I don't pretend that there are easy answers and that religion's the in the way of a greater humanistic reality. I don't see any hope in humans at all. I, don't, I only see hope in God. I certainly don't think that less religion is the answer since it's religion that has kept this world together since its inception. And as hard as I am on religion for what it divides and destroys, I willingly admit that religion has done more to pull together and build. To be honest, it pulls both the best and the worst out of humanity. So no, I'm not dishonoring all of religion. I'm simply calling it as I see it and admitting its strengths and weaknesses. Yahweh used religion for a time to gather his people, but it was ultimately faith that set us free. And I'm going to side with faith every time. This is the Lance Hahn Podcast. 